You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. And he abandoned his faith. He's a pastor of the virtual deaf church. And he said that he's now an atheist. He renounced the virgin birth, the belief that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the belief that he was raised from the dead, and he said that the Bible is not the Word of God, but a man-made idea. And it pretty sure that it devastated a lot of people because a lot of people had their eyes on him. In the past few months, I've seen a wave, sort of like a spirit of uncertainty that has permeated the church. In fact, I really believe that I'm going to be speaking to someone today that your faith is being tested and you doubt sometimes the reality of God's existence. You know, it don't surprise me because the enemy is always looking for an opportune time to creep into our lives or the lives of our loved ones with a mission. And that mission is to usurp our faith. To bring a wedge between us and God. There's nothing worse than losing faith. Anyone grow up in the 80s? Any any of you a product of the 80s? You know, I graduated in 85 and, and there was this song by Journey. Remember? Steve Perry used to belch it out, boy. Don't stop believing, right? I wish I could sing, and I would. If, I mean, if, if Steve was up here, he could do it. Or Art. But we used to listen to that song. Don't stop believing. Right? Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> right? Electric guitar. <laughs> And, and Steve Perry had a lot of merit with those words because when you lose faith, it really hurts you. You know, we can lose faith in people. Anyone ever lost faith in someone? And for good reason, because people have a tendency to let us down. And sometimes people let us down in the worst of ways. I know individuals that have trusted someone. I know people that have trusted someone in the church. And they've been violated. They've been molested. That'll debunk your faith. Amen? But when you lose trust in people, you can become really bitter. And that's why we need forgiveness. 
Sometimes we lose faith in organizations, in business. And again, with good reason, because organizations fail. Businesses, they lay off employees, and sometimes businesses deceive people. You ever been through a strike? You ever been the product of a, of a strike in a, in a, in a copper mine? And, and, and there's all kinds of different words coming from the union and the company, and, and, and people cross the picket line, and... I mean, I was a part of a family that, that, that was affected by a huge, huge uh, um, town split. I think back in the 80s when Morency, Arizona, went through one of the most devastating strikes and people crossed the picket line because they wanted to work. And what you found is families were divided. Mother against daughter and father against son and all that kind of yucky stuff. Businesses can hurt us. But when you lose trust in business to the point that you don't trust any other company, you can become a purposeless employee. Are you with me? Because the Bible says that we should work as of unto the Lord. And when we put our eyes on a business... Then we work as of unto this employee, and when they hurt us and you put your trust in them, then you will not trust any, any employee. But when you grab a hold of the fact that an employer doesn't pay your paycheck, he just is a steward of God's money to pay your paycheck. Are you with me? And you've got to get your eyes off of employees. You've got to put them on God. Sometimes we can lose faith in religion. And there's merit to our reasoning. Because man's religion will let you down. How many people get hurt in church because they have their eyes on man instead of their eyes on the Savior who's perfect? When you lose trust in religion, you can miss out on finding the true God who was found through Jesus Christ. And a lot of people have left church, and not only church, but religion in general, because they have been hurt. And they took their eyes off of the perfect one and put their eyes on the one whom the perfect one is trying to make perfect. I think when people in the church fall or people in the church stumble, it's a wonderful lesson for us to see that we all need Jesus. I want you to consider that the devil will use anything he can to debunk your faith in the true God. And beloved, we all believe something. Hear me now. Even an atheist believes there is no God. That's a faith system. They can't prove it, but they believe it. Amen? Our faith in God is faith. 
So we all believe something. But the true God will never let us down. I have found that to be true of walking with him 20 years. I've had people let me down. I've had religion let me down. I've had organizations let me down. I'm a product of a mind closure. But in every situation, God has been faithful. I'm a pastor because of a mind closure. I have found that God has taught me faithfulness through the unfaithfulness of people. Because we can never put our eyes on someone. The scripture text that I want us to look at, I'm going to pray first, but I want us to look at Acts 14. We're going to look at two verses, verses 21 and 22. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for this day that you've given us. As we do every Sunday morning as we open up the word of God, we pray for an opening of our hearts that we choose to do and an opening of our minds that, again, we choose to do to hear your voice through the word preached. Holy Spirit, I pray for your unction, for the power that comes through you so that you can use me as a vessel to speak into the lives of people which I know is a very humbling, humbling thing to do. So I pray that as we leave today that that we will all say that it's been good to be in the house of God together and to hear the voice of God. And we pray that we won't just hear it, but that we'll live it. And that we will not stop believing and not stop trusting, but in fact, believe in a greater way. Help our mustard seed faith increase. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 21 says, After they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, this is what happens when people preach the gospel that many disciples are made. Amen? Because the gospel draws people. Okay, They returned to Lystra and to Iconium, and to Antioch, and they strengthen, strengthening the souls of the disciples, and encourage them to say it with me: continue in the faith. Can we say that one more time together? They encourage them to. Amen. And saying, through many tribulations. We must enter the kingdom of God. When is the last time you heard that preached? Hmm? Doesn't sell a lot of books. The books that I see is your best life now. Everything is peachy king. Nothing ever goes wrong in our life. But the Bible tells me something different. The Bible says that Paul went to every city... And he encouraged them to continue in the faith. And he said, you are going to go through many tribulations. It doesn't say some. My Bible says many. 
And we must enter the kingdom of God. And, and here's the thing. The context of the passage is that Paul was on a missionary journey. And he had gone into different places. And he had just been stoned by an angry mob. And he was dragged outside of the city to die. Because he had preached the gospel. And the people, because, because of God, uh, God moving through Paul and through miracles, the, the people wanted to elevate Paul and Barnabas and make them gods. And Paul and Barnabas says, no, that can't happen. And so then the Jews came in and the, the, the Jews began to uh, rile the city up and they, 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 they began to have them turn against Paul and Barnabas. And they stoned them. And so they dragged Paul out of that city and they drug him out into the, the, the city uh, uh, outskirts. And as Paul, in his recovery, got up and instead of, which most of us would have done, take me to a doctor, please. Paul walked back into the city. I don't know how he walked into the city. He was almost stoned to death. But he went back into the city and he began to preach the gospel again. This is after unmistakable, unmistakable miracles had been done through him and Barnabas to accompany the preaching of the word. And beloved, after all the hardships that he had been through, he urges the disciples, don't stop believing. Tell someone on your right, don't stop believing. Yeah. Now tell the person on your left, don't do it. <laughs> Alvina's looking at her daughter saying, why me? I, 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 I believe. See, I believe God wants us to hear this today. No matter what you're going through, God is bigger. Just have faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to Him must, say it with me, believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Those who earnestly will seek God, he will reward you. How do you seek God? By faith. So I put together three points that I believe are faith robbers that we need to guard ourselves against. Maybe some of these are plaguing you right now. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will give you a renewed faith in Jesus. Don't stop believing. We need to overcome doubt. How many of you know that doubt is the enemy of faith? Doubt is a faith killer. Webster defines it like this. It's to lack confidence in. Do you have confidence in God? Yeah. 
But the devil will always work against us to distrust God. He'll always come into our lives to place doubt in our lives. Beloved, I think confidence confidence is one of the greatest attributes that we can have as individuals. It's a God-given character. Let me tell you, confidence is not pride. Confidence is humility that's properly placed. I have walked with lack of confidence, and when I do, and when I have, I can never be what God made me. But when I walk in the confidence of God, can I tell you something? There's, there's something that happens. It's a God-given character, and that's why confidence needs to be placed in a trustworthy person or cause. And Jesus Christ is trustworthy. I want you to look at the contrast of religion and Jesus. The Buddha said this, Doubt everything and find your own light. People follow that. And I'm not saying woe to them. I'm just saying look at the contrast. Look at what Jesus said. Peter's walking on the water. And Peter begins to what? Sink. He begins to what? Doubt. And Jesus immediately reached out and he grabbed him and he said, you have so little faith. And then Jesus said, why did you doubt me? The Buddha said, doubt everything. Jesus said, why do you doubt me? Jesus said, I am a very, very worthy faith object. I am a very, very worthy faith entity. If you trust me, Peter, can I tell you something? You just walked on water. When you came and you put your eyes on me, you walked on water. But when you began to doubt, you began to sink. Can I tell you, beloved, there are waters that we're supposed to cross. You'll never cross them doubting. God never calls us to do things that we can do on our own strength. God never calls us to do things that we can do in our own intellect. God never calls us to do things that we can do in our own power. God calls us to do things that we can't do without him. And the only way that we do them, beloved, the only way that you will do those kinds of things, I'm talking big things, is if you trust The Buddha said, find your own light. Jesus said something completely different. Jesus said, I have come as light into the world. So that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. You see, Jesus does not tell us to find our own light He tells us that he is the light. And we find the light of God by believing in Jesus. I worked underground for 13 years. And I could never go into that tunnel without something that was very important for the top of my head. 
In fact, if you forgot your light, they'd bring you right back up. Because you're in trouble. Can I tell you, life is like a tunnel. Life is like an underground mine. That you'll stumble if you don't put on the light of God to lead you through the day. Don't you think that the devil is going to work overtime to make us doubt this truth? You have to settle, you have to settle this for yourself because then you can move forward in your faith. You have to settle for yourself that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, that he is the light of the world. And that when you have him in your life, you will not walk in darkness. That has to be settled so that you can move forward in your faith. Because then you can begin to ask God for things in confidence. And you can be assured that if we ask anything according to his will, it will be done. I believe that with all of my heart. I, I don't believe that you can speak anything and it's, it's going to happen because I would be speaking for a Lamborghini or whatever. And that's not God's will. Well, and some people may disagree with me. But I disagree with them strongly. That's not the way God operates. He's not a genie in the bottle. God is a God that looks out for us. In fact, look at lottery winners. And look how their lives are destroyed because they don't know how to handle their money. Are you with me? But if we pray anything according to his will, it'll be done. That's why, that's why uh, James said this. When we ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea Blown and tossed by the wind. Can I tell you something, beloved? When you pray about something and you have faith in Jesus and it doesn't come to pass, you have to say to yourself, Father, you know better. God, you know better. And if it does come to pass, would you know what you say? Thank you. Amen. <laughs> good, J.D., very good response. Say thank you. Or you can say, Lord... You know better. You know that I needed this. The Bible encourages us to what? Don't stop believing. Don't let doubt consume your life and your decisions. How many people struggle? Have you ever seen people that on a weekly basis are up and down? There's probably no one here. Up and down. God doesn't love me. Well, yes, he loves me. God doesn't love me. God loves me. Then you dance. You're, you know, you can talk to him one day and they're way up here. Next day they're... That's because the devil's working with doubt. God loves us no matter what we're going through. Through many tribulations we must enter. Continue in your faith, Right? That's why Proverbs puts it like this. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts 
And we shouldn't lean on our own what? Understanding. You know what I mean? We trust in the Lord with all of our being, and we don't lean on our own understanding. Because if you lean against something that cannot hold you, you're going to fall. Don't stop believing, beloved. Second, second uh, uh, faith robber that we need to overcome is fear. Fear is that is that polar opposites with faith. The dictionary Wikipedia puts it like this. Fear is an emotion induced by a perceived threat which causes entities to quickly pull far away from it and usually hide. It is a basic survival mechanism occurring. And I think this definition definition is so enlightening because fear does pull us away from faith and make us hide. You see, there, there are some things that you're fearful of. Every one of us has something that we fear. Every one of us that we have to overcome. And, and here's the thing. God wants us to face that fear with trusting him. If you're afraid to fly, it's probably because the devil's going to use that so that you don't go to a location where God's going to use you mightily. If you're afraid of people, agoraphobia, you're afraid to be amongst people, the devil wants to take that from you because you're probably a pretty great vessel to be in front of people, to, be, to bless them. There's all kinds of different fears that come at us. Fear will hinder us from facing things that we need to overcome. Think about that fear object that you have in your life, beloved. Right now, everyone has one. Think about it. Fear, that fear that you have will try to hinder you from facing the things that you need to overcome. And then we live in survival mode. Amen? God doesn't want us to live in survival mode. He desires for us to live in victory. Jesus told his disciples, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled, a troubled heart, right? That's survival mold. Believe in God. And then he said, also believe in me. Fear ushers in a troubled heart, but faith in an all-powerful, death-defeating Savior produces faith and victory. Amen? Amen? Let me say that again so you can grab a hold of it. Fear will always usher a troubled heart. Anxiety, heart. Fear, heart. But faith in an all-powerful, death-defeating Savior produces faith and victory. Tell your neighbor, don't stop believing. Yeah, wake up your neighbor right now. Don't stop believing. Amen. No matter what we set out to do, 
Let us trust God to enable us to overcome. I love this quote right here. It says, never be afraid to try something new. Remember this, amateurs built the ark, professionals built the Titanic. (laughs) Amen? You see, beloved, there's something that God wants you to do, and you say, I can't do it. Do you think no one in his family might have experienced some fear of the unknown? Come on now. When Jesus silenced the storm that brought great fear to his disciples, he spoke these words. He said, why are you afraid? You men of little faith. Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the sea and it became perfectly calm. You see, beloved, I believe that God allows storms to come upon our lives so that we can see that he has the power to calm them. Don't let the storm that is in your life paralyze your faith. Instead, trust in Jesus who's in your life to calm your storm. Those storms want to paralyze us from walking in the, in the grandness and the victory that we can have in Christ. And they'll paralyze us. Don't stop believing. Point number three, we need to overcome disappointment. How many of you know that when you get disappointed by people you trust, it can make you put the blame on God? God, why did you let this happen? There must not be a God because he would never let this happen if he was a good God. But God, let me tell you something that's very important that you need to grab a hold of. God cannot violate the free will of man because then he would fail to operate in love. He would become a dictator and we would all be robots. Anytime there is choice, there is the potential of good and evil. Amen? And I love the way Charles Stanley put it. Charles Stanley said it like this. Disappointment is inevitable. But to become discouraged, there's a choice that I make. God would never discourage me. He would always point me to himself to trust him. Therefore, my discouragement is from Satan. As you go through the emotions that we have, hostility is not from God. Bitterness, unforgiveness, all of these are attacks from Satan. Notice the key word. What's the key word? Choice. I also choose to believe that God is the source of my encouragement and that Satan is the source of trying his hardest to keep me discouraged. I believe that. Every day I choose to believe that God is the one who wants to keep me encouraged and Satan and he'll use anybody he can. He'll use any situation he can to discourage me so that I will not trust in my only source of truth. He'll use whatever he can so that I won't trust in God. But if we don't trust in God, we don't have the anchor of life. 
It is well with my soul because God will never fail me even though I go through whatever trial we go through. See, I don't know what trials I'm going to face. I've faced trials in the past. I've got some coming. I don't know what they are, but I know this. I will put my trust in God because he's the anchor of my life. I love Proverbs 16. It's a gem, and I picked out some verses, and I put them together. I kind of went, I like that, I like that, I like that. I picked and chewed, I'm sorry, like a buffet. You can read the whole 16, but I, I, I just took a little bit of each of one. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Verse 3, verse 4 says, the Lord works out everything to its proper end. In other words, he's in control. Even the wicked for a day of disaster, he's saying he's going to take care of that. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Isn't that a great promise? In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. That tells me, Lord, this is what my plans are, but Father, I know that you, you, have, you have veto power. I understand that. I understand, Lord, that you can change the course of what I'm planning here. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Notice the word trust. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Aren't those wonderful gems? When I read the promises of this proverb, it builds my faith in a God who desires to build me up and to build others up as well. But I know that the world around us is filled with discouragement and negativity. I'm going to say that again. The world around you and around me is filled with discouragement and negativity. And every one of these is aimed at, it, at us to try and debunk our faith. Think about the attack on your mind to lead you to become a negative person. Think about that attack. Boom. Those thoughts that come. And they want you to be negative. You need to process that and say, that's not God. Instead, we can trust in these words. Now, to him who is able to do, uh, one translation says exceedingly, this translation says immeasurably, more than we can all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Beloved, don't stop believing. There are things in life which are going to try to debunk your faith. Disappointment, fear, doubt, these are just a few of many which leave people living a life of despair and hopelessness. But if you trust in Jesus Christ, he will dictate your destiny and he won't let these faith robbers dictate your life. 
Can we remember one thing today? The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for um, this first service. Thank you for your grace that we breathe in. And thank you for the praise that we breathe out. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us mustard seed faith so that we can choose you and grow this faith into a tree that can bring shade unto weary souls, that can find rest for those that need it. I pray for every person here, Lord God, and maybe someone that's struggling with their faith, that they'll grab a hold of the anchor, Jesus Christ, and that they'll heed his words when he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. You can trust in God, and you can trust also in me, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.